Hello listeners, just to give you a heads up, before this episode begins, we talk about a latest PSX episode where I will go over the reviews for God of War. What we've decided to do instead is actually get Ben Ward from Next Gen Base onto an episode to discuss the game because he sat down and got the Platinum Trophy in God of War Ragnarok. It's completely and utterly spoiler free. That's the most important thing. It's short and sweet, but we focus on things that the reviews don't really focus on much. We speak about the DualSense controller and how the game utilizes it. We talk about the audio performance um, inside a headset. So if you're going to wear a headset while playing the game, how does it sound? We talk about the graphical modes and what Ben used and why he used it. We talk about enemy types as well and the comparisons to God of War 2018. It's a great little episode. The link for it is in the description of this podcast, but it will be the next episode in the podcast feed. So simply just look for it. It's the latest PSX God of War Ragnarok review, and it's free for everybody to listen to. All right, guys, let's get ready for the latest PS5. Hey, everyone, Demi here. Did you know that the latest PS5 show is sponsored by Bet365, the world's favorite online betting brand? The Bet365 app now lets you access pre-match and in-play markets, provides instant match updates across the biggest sports, connecting you to every game that matters. Bet365 also stream over 150,000 live sporting events every year. Download the app and try out the Bet Builder, which allows you to create personalized bets. Calculate the odds for any football match right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favorite online betting brand. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now, enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. Uh, I'm your host today, Mr. Alex Sylvester. Before I lose everything on my screen, I'm joined with me as always, my co-host, Mr. Sonny Sangera. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, dude. Um, I'm doing. I'm lying. I'm not doing great because why not? I've got multiple heartbreaks in this episode, which I'll get to in the relevant sections on oh, that no. one. Um, but before you move on, just a big thank you to the latest PS5 um, listeners for listening to our little Halloween story at the end of uh, our Halloween episode last week. Um, a lot of people really, really liked it. Alex was like, it's really good. You should put it on a separate channel, which is what we've done um so it's on a little channel on its own it's had over a thousand people thingy you know because people love horror really so uh it all started with the latest ps5 so thank you <laughs> Miss latest ps5 community 
Yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate it. It was a, it was a scary one, very trippy. No one should uh, take that and turn it into an, uh, an epic feature or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, obviously, I wasn't here uh, last week, fans. I know everybody was crying, but don't worry, I'm back. Don't worry. Uh, but anyway, we've got a massive episode for you this week, and it's gonna be huge. Um, uh, what have we got? We've got uh, news about the PSVR two launch date. Prices, new games, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has set some new records. Sony's financials have dropped as well. And uh, Football Manager Heartbreak, uh, which Sony kind of alluded to earlier, but I'm sure he'll get more into that a bit later. Uh, but before we get into all of that good stuff, what have you been playing, mate? Wait, this is where Heartbreak number one hits. So <laughs> I joked a few weeks ago that God of War was going to be my 50th Platinum. And then I said, uh, no, it's going to be Mass Effect or the medium because I started playing two. So what are the chances? Not one, but two platinum trophies glitching <laughs> on somebody to make them have to play the entire game again to get it. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so Mass Effect is sitting on my PlayStation at 93%. Yeah. And the medium is sitting at my PlayStation at 91%. You know what I mean? <laughs> Two trophy glitches in a game. I was like, how is that even possible? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Fate is not on your side right now. Man. I was like, forget <laughs> what, it, man. What can you do? Nothing. I've got to play it again. I was like, no, they were just God of War fillers. So I'll just sit my fucking ass on 93% and 91% and not even touch those just games watch ever it. again. But playing the medium, which is made by Blueber Team, made me realize I am. I was I was right to feel worried about Silent Hill 2, you know, because Blueber team did great with layers of fear, but oh man, the medium, it don't control, it's a third person game, which is what this is going to be, don't feel good to play. Yeah, it's a good game, it's but it don't feels, feel good to play. So feel um, polished. It hasn't got that that quality, you know, that, that we're used to. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was my heartbreak on those two, but I don't give a shit now because um, I'm going to be playing Heavenly Bodies, which is a PlayStation Plus game free for everybody, so play it. And then obviously next week, the game events of the season. Before we move on, listeners, me and Alex delayed this week's episode because we thought to ourselves, we're going to hit uh and record with the god of war embargoes but we've got the time wrong it's not actually until this evening when that embargo lifts so what we'll do is either myself uh will just jump on and quickly go over the review scores on our latest psx episode most likely or yeah most likely <laughs> so um it will just go over what the god of war review scores were like um anticipation is insane online at the moment as people are waiting to see it but People are watching particular outlets who always under-review Sony games who are going to kill, you know, the Metacritic overall score. So eyes are on the likes of Venture Pete, The Telegraph, the ones from India, you know what I mean? The ones that are always mm. down. I think they gave Returnal 60 out of 100 just to drop its 60? Metacritic from 92 oh, to 80-something, you know what I mean? The politics uh, in the gaming industry is rife right now, ladies and gentlemen. But what are you playing? Yeah, well, I've been playing. I had a a great session just last week. Uh, oh yeah, I, I oh went, yeah. <laughs> I went to visit a certain somebody uh, just to deliver a can of whoop ass. No. <laughs> in various mate, games, but like uh, it was, it was a, a new, lot of fun actually. <laughs> it is is all about t- tell the people about your uh, introduction into yeah. what I could be. So let me see. Do you agree with what I talked about with yeah. Tetris Effect all those okay, many months yes, ago, okay. ladies and gentlemen? Okay. 
you know what? Set the scene. You have to. <laughs> it was, I don't even know what day it was. What day is it? It was Saturday, right? Yeah, JD Saturday, knocked it out of me. Yeah, JD, JD had was already in flow. Uh, and the PS5, obviously, you never forget to come on after watching a slew of 4K trailers. Avatar, by the way, looks absolutely amazing. I can't wait for that to come out. Um, but yeah, and Tetris Effect was introduced into the conversation. It's like, come on, Tetris first. What the hell, man? This ain't, this ain't Tetris 99. It can't even touch Tetris. I know about Tetris. I've been playing it from day one. However, oh my gosh. <laughs> my expectations were like, we obviously, obviously were just like knocked out the window when the game came on and we even played just one of the first levels. I mean, my mind was blown. Jazz this level, game jazz is level. on yeah. a different level. It's like, just when you think that they can't do anything more innovative with Tetris, Tetris Effects comes out when it's got like, I don't know how many different levels there are, but each level had its own theme, it had its own feeling, had its own texture, you know, from the sound to the way it looked, uh, to the way it played. Yeah, the speed and everything. And it felt like its own game. And like the first thing was uh what's it the jazz level, wasn't it? And for each each block that you're that you land, you know, uh, in succession, uh the the beat kind of mirrors what you're actually doing. And that alone was innovative enough to get me started to, you know, start to dance and everything. Um and <laughs> it just got better and better to the point where we had a um what was that last level that I was versing? There was no, there was a jazz level. There was the the flame level. What was that? What was that called? The Da Vinci level. Yeah, the Da, da Vinci, Vinci level. Level. Yeah, the and Da Vinci you, and one. And then you did well. Metamorphosis, which is the last Metamorphosis. one. Metamorphosis. Oh my gosh, the last one, which was just like that was the only time. Well, that's the first time that my hands are sweated so much <laughs> on a Tetris game. I mean, Ninety levels. Is- 90 levels, you got to do 90 different lines. You got to try and figure out a way to obviously, you know, have to play Tetris, make sure it all fits in so you can create these lines. But the speed, the rate that these blocks were coming down was just phenomenal. But it just took some <laughs> JD and a lot of uh, quick reactions to my knowledge, anyway. Uh, and a to shout sure out to three player boss battles in Tetris. Who would ever thought you'd free... use that in a okay. sentence? Well, there was, there was that as well. Yeah, yeah. So basically, three player, I mean, I think. That was amazing. I mean, to be honest, man, it's like I've never, I don't think there's ever been like a collaborative uh, or co-op mode on Tetris ever. But uh, to bring that into fruition and to make it make sense, so you've got three players, you can like uh, me and obviously Sonny with a uh, AI assistance going against a boss, which was just a different experience entirely. And our aim is to make sure we've got as many lines as possible, which then gets transferred over to his uh, their screen uh, and then vice versa. And then you have these moments of bullet time as well, where you're able to just get a whole load of lines in succession mm. just to throw over to there to actually destroy them. And the level of competition that just came out of this idea was just intense. So... Um, yeah, I mean, words can't describe, not to mention the visuals. Oh my gosh, this mm. game is gorgeous. The headset, it, on a 4K it has to be played with a headset. headset. You've got to have it in 3D audio. You've got to have it on a, well, you don't have to have it on a 4K TV, but if you do, you're in for a treat because it's just a visual delight. Um, yeah, definitely. If you haven't played it, I can see why Sony was going crazy over it. <laughs> all these years and listeners, the most important it. thing, if you're a member of PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium, the game is absolutely free in that membership. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's £35 on Switch, but it's free.
free. <laughs> I can't believe that. When Nintendo got to get that money, man. Nintendo when I saw that, that price, I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. I mean, my head was completely turned. And uh, yeah, I'm happy that I eventually got to play this game. Yeah, I mean, to me, the pinnacle was Tetris 99. But now I can equally put Tetris Effect next to it. I mean, Tetris 99 is an amazing game. Getting to verse 99 different people from all around the world. And it just gets crazily intensive and comp competitive. But this Tetris Effect is just innovative beyond belief with each level feeling like a different different tetris game you know a different feel like i mentioned before so definitely get your hands on it i couldn't recommend it more uh, and then obviously um the ceremonial tekken beatdown was then delivered to so okay listen so, uh... listen to this right <laughs> listen to this me and alex played i think 40 games right i think we oh, lost yeah, count at the games. end but i'm sure it was like 22 22 or some shit but here's the funny thing i'm winning like eight two in fights here. We're doing three round fights here. We're doing three rounds per fight. I'm winning eight two all together in matches. Then he finds this souped up Bane character. Yeah, who like Red Bane is just Red ridiculous. Bane. And he's taking out all like he takes out all my fighters like one after and he's got these ridiculous power moves that you can't and I'm just and Alex is just laughing now. Because he knows yeah. he's just button bashing his shit to victory. There's just no way. So then I had to go right. I've got to unlock the beast. So out came Lily and took him apart 3-0 on rounds. I was like, thank fuck. But then after Tried. that, I was so pissed and angry that it was like 10-10 because of this <laughs> one character. She I and to make it listen, to show you my legendary status, I didn't even go in because it was just it felt wrong. So then we were like, right, we're just going to carry on playing as more JGs for it. And I'm not lying, listeners. I swear I wish me and Alex filmed it because we were just laughing. That's what gaming <laughs> is all about, man. Laughter. Was, was Absolute a laughter. And a lot of cancel whoop ass. I just cannot wait for Tekken 8 now, mate. Oh, and we played Tekken 2. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Now, that was another thing as well. I mean, the place, what's that? PlayStation uh, 1. Yeah, from the PlayStation 1. What a oh, it was a completely different era back then. I mean, the graphics, the character models, just the whole game was a completely different engine. You could even sidestep, you know, mm. you could even straight back and forward. But yeah, but I mean, we get, I was gonna say, um, before we get into the news, Alex, you finally mm. sat down and really gave a go at uh PlayStation streaming, didn't you? As well, quick 60 yes, seconds on that. Yeah, quick six seconds on that. Anyway, yeah, just go, yes, before I just go on with that, Tekken 2, complete compared to Tekken 7, yeah, night and day. Definitely go <laughs> check it out anyway, because it's a laugh. Uh, but yes, uh, going on to Multistorm, it was nice checking out the uh, the PS3 stream. Uh, it wasn't actually the same Multistorm that we played originally, like the first one. No, was that was the first one, this was the third one, yeah, yeah. The third one. But yeah, I can definitely vouch for it. Um, it is very good. The uh, response times um, and the lag was pretty much negligible. You couldn't really notice it. Uh, and you could still enjoy the game. And even though the frame rate did kind of drop and dip certain times, as well as the um, the uh, resolution, it's still playable. You know what I mean? So and Plus, it's a PS, PS3 game. But the one thing that I do hate <laughs> is the fact that they haven't updated the loading capabilities. I mean, the game still load off a of PS3. I mean, come on, it's the 21st century, man. It was funny because um, we transitioned. We went from Tekken 2 to Tekken 7 and then Motorstorm to Gran Turismo. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was it was nuts, but ladies and gentlemen, it was an intense session, and yeah, uh, suddenly had his hand, his ass handed to him. Nah, uh, mate. And obviously, nah, he's never going to admit it. But that's just the way. It if is. you take anyway, away that silly Bane character, you lose fourteen twenty two. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember, I I was completely random. Yeah, I wasn't even choosing my character. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, mate, Lily. <laughs> smashed, smashed. Anyway, anyway, um, 
Yeah, okay, let's just dive into the news. So, so what we got, man? What is the first big headline for the day? All right, listeners, we're finally at the news. And we've been speaking about this since the first ever blog post or Wired article about it. And anytime there's been news about it, we've brought it to you. And now we are bringing you the definitive news on PSVR 2. Number one, Sony Interactive Entertainment has finally announced the PSVR 2 release date, confirming its new headset will be released on February 22nd, 2023, priced at £529.99, $549.99 in dollars, and $599.99 euros. PSVR 2 pre-orders will be available through PlayStation Direct in the US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg beginning November 15th. It will also be available at specific retailers in other regions on the same day. At the moment, uh, there'll be two deals available for pre-order. So PlayStation VR 2, which is the prices I just mentioned, adding on to the end of that 74,980 yen, that will include PSVR 2 headset, PSVR 2 sense controllers, and stereo headphones. Or you have the PlayStation VR 2 Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle, which is $599, 650 euros, 570 pounds, or 79,980 yen, which includes uh, all of the above, plus a PlayStation Store voucher code for Horizon Call of the Mountain. Also announced, the PSVR 2 will also launch alongside the new Sense Controller charging station, 49.99 dollars, 49.99 euros, 39.99 in pounds, and 5,480 yen. Players can charge a PS VR2 Sense controllers through a simple clicking design without having to connect to a PS5 console, freeing up the console's USB ports. Alex, first off, Yo. kudos to Sony from Sony from the first ever announcement. I said beginning of 2023. It's happening at the beginning of 2023, but neither of us <laughs> got them. I did say it was going to be pricey, but I think we both didn't have the balls to go above 400. And here we are yeah. now. £530 for PlayStation VR 2 with... £530. Well, in comparison to what came... If you bought PlayStation VR 1 with the camera and the move controllers, mm -hmm. it was 550 So it's actually... This is coming with the set okay. controllers. So it's yeah, actually yeah. £20 okay. cheaper than what you would have paid for the whole set. Yeah, But yeah, it's still got a 5 at the front. It's more expensive than it. the console. Yeah, it is more expensive than console, but I guess it's the experience, and they're going for that premium console experience, which they are uh, knowing that you're going to be going for, definitely. <laughs> no, you know I'll be it? honest, I saw the price point straight away, and I looked at the lineup, which I'm going to get into in a minute, Yeah, and it's at the moment, right now, it's not day one for me. For that to be day one for me, it needs to add... Batman VR Remastered, it needs to oh, add yes. Half-Life Alex to it, it yes. needs to add Super Hot, it needs to add Beat Set, it needs to add loads mm -hmm. of games to it. But right yeah. now, yeah. I can't justify spending that money on a PSVR 2 headset. And when you know yeah, that by the end of the, the year, mountain. it's going to drop, man. I'll wait, yeah, I'll wait. I can't afford the mountain, that. Man. I mean, that's just looking like it's going to be, what, coming um, uh, launching at the same time that Horizon Zero um, Forbidden West came out, pretty much like last this year, right? Um, and it's set to be Half-Life Alex and Half-Life Alex Beta. So are you really going to just like give that chance up to be one of the first people to play that game or even complete it or even platinum it? Yeah, mate, I'm going to have to, mate. I've got to give you 570 right. reasons why, you know what I mean? It's just so expensive <laughs> and you can't justify the price spend. Like, I, I mean, listen, I am massive 
on PlayStation. I love PlayStation. It's for me. It's technically it's the best place to get that cinema, you know, big time experience in gaming. But as mm. I said the other week, I'm not spending two hundred and ten pound on a fucking controller. And I ain't spending five hundred thirty pounds on a VR two headset when I know when I do eventually buy it, whether it be that next November, you know, when it's in a Black Friday deal where it's still the same price, but it's got like five or six, seven games with it, you know, yeah. games that I actually want to play as well, then I'll go for it because I looked, I thought about it, and I was like, do you know what? For three hundred and fifty pound, when the original, because I already had the Move controllers and the camera and stuff, so when the original mm-hmm. PlayStation VR came out. That three hours I spent in Batman was worth £350 to me because, again, it was that next step in gaming and it was Batman as well. You know what I mean? And I sat there and I just thought, even if I don't play another VR game, that was worth the money I just spent because it was wow. Yeah. Now, I know Horizon is close up, but because I've had that Batman experience already, it won't feel the same. So I need to wait a little bit. And I thought if I wait... Any niggles that are with the VR headset or anything like that will be ironed out by the time I do go into it. So I'm either going to go in cheaper or I'm going in at the same price with a whole bunch of more games to play. So, yeah, yeah I mean, your thoughts, 530. My thought is I'm going to wait till you get it first. So if you're waiting for all the iron things to be on, I'll wait till you get it. You can iron out all the little creaks and everything, and then I'll come over and play it. Uh, but, yeah, I am actually looking forward to getting my hands on to that Horizon Call of the Man, because I think the 100%. game... Well, it's going to be phenomenal. But like you said, there is no Batman and the cream on the top. I mean, no super hot. What? No super hot? It is the well, VR game. Well, <laughs> I mean, game. if you saw the pistol whip trailer, you're getting the next evolution of it. You know what I mean? It looked insane. <laughs> we'll but you mentioned games there. So um, alongside Sony's big reveal of the long-awaited price and release date for PSVR 2, to the, this week, the company also dropped some new info on 11 new games coming to the headset in 2023. So I'm just going to go through four games and then uh, the other ones which are ports. So number one, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR. Supermassive Games just revealed the Dark Pictures Switchback VR or what it calls a fast-paced roller coaster action horror shooter where every move you make and everything you see could mean the difference between life and death. Set inside the sinister world of the Dark Pictures Anthology, Switchback VR makes good use of headset eye tracking with some enemies only moving when you blink. Now, this just reminds me of, obviously, Until Dawn Rush of Blood, which was a great, great game, and it was a fun game to play in VR. So to have this with the sense controllers, haptic feedback, but the fact that some enemies won't move until you blink... You know what I mean? You're gonna walk into it. You're gonna you're gonna roll into a room with mannequins, and you're gonna want you're not gonna want to blink because you know what's gonna happen when you blink, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slick, They're gonna slick. fucking move, and in the trailer <laughs> it shows it as well. All these trailers for all these games are available, but yeah, you can. It, mm-hmm. it sounds crazy, Alex. And it, I mean, it is just a rails yeah. on shooter, but to have that like the perfect aim yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. to really, it is yeah, gonna be yeah, cool. Definitely. I'm loving these uh, innovative ideas. You know, hopefully it just encourages more designers to just come up with more of them and the eye tracking as well. I mean, this is going to be second to none, isn't it, in terms of eye tracking technology? I mean, you've got the Meta Quest, which is obviously uh, also going to be doing the same type of thing in terms of facial recognition and tracking. But to have a game based on that, come mm. on. I mean, this is nice. Anyway, what Definitely. else? Uh, we had Crossfire Sierra Squad. So Smilegate tossed out a trailer to a brand new VR game called Crossfire Sierra Squad, a first-person shooter in the Crossfire universe. 
The game is played either solo or in co-op mode with up to four players on a team as you battle against AI baddies. The studio says there are 39 types of weapons, including pistols, rifles, throwable and throwbackable grenades and sniper rifles with revolutionary scope mechanics, giving you plenty of options to dispatch 17 types of enemies. Now, in the trailer, this look it looked beautiful visually, but what made it really cool is when they're like doing the ammo and they're modifying mm-hmm. their gun and stuff and they're all doing it in VR and stuff like oh, that. Nice. It, looked, it looked really cool. But I mean, shooters are always going to work well in vr yeah. especially again when we talk about how sensitive the sense controllers are going to be with movement and eyes and stuff like that yeah. but um can you imagine yourself shooting people can you four people are going to need a vr headset to play this fucker in co-op you know what i mean yeah that's just going to be <laughs> insane i mean hold on this is like going to be one of the biggest you know fps games that which were with a decent franchise behind it man i mean um obviously it would kind of give people a good impression of how a game like card would work you know, with mm. VR as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to plan out. Yeah, and then we move on to the Light Brigade. Funktronic Lab showed off a new single-player roguelike game called the Light Brigade, which it says is filled with immersive gunplay and moody mystery. Uncover the mystery of the gloomy, sunken world as you climb the ranks of the Tetulia Light Brigade, unlock firearms and unique spells. The Light Brigade will be available for pre-order starting November 15th. Trailer didn't give much away about it, but again, a completely different experience in VR that some will want to play. You know, something different. Like the you need. I like the style. Yeah, the style's pretty good. It's kind of reminiscent to uh, the likes of Superhot with a bit more detail. Um, but yeah, uh, just more fun shit to do on VR, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. And then <laughs> or does the it final... justify that price tag? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, and then the final new game, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Tiny Bill Games and Steelwood Studios, who did Five Nights at Freddy's, announced a VR take on viral indie hit Hello Neighbor, which is coming to both PSVR and PSVR 2 with cross-buy. Mr. Peterson's creepy house takes on a new level of immersion in VR, and there is nothing quite as scary as actually seeing that familiar shadow tower over you just before everything goes black, Tiny Bill says. Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue will be available to pre-order starting November 15th. I mean, Hello Neighbor comes to everything now, but it's, yeah, it it's actually like kind it of like a perfect game in VR. The trailer looked like it? really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks all right. looks okay. I mean, actually, definitely play on the Switch for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking for that big AAA experience, man. And I don't know if these games are actually ticking that box just yet. Well, other games that were part of their Pistol Whip VR, which if you have the PSVR version, uh, it will upgrade to free for the PSVR 2. You've got Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmonius High, Zenith The Last City, Tent- Tentacular After the Fall, and Jurassic World Aftermath Collection. But Alex, I've got the whole list of confirmed PSVR 2 games at the moment, all right? Mm-hmm. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna keep my fingers up, right? And then I'll tell the listeners how many I've got fingers mm-hmm. up. You use your fingers as well to how many you would want to play yeah, VR2. Come on, listeners. Let's start. Horizon counting. Call of the Mountain. Hell Split Arena. Pavlov. Runner. Alvo. Social Golf Sim Golf Plus. Samurai Slaughterhouse. Lo-Fi. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2. Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil 4, No Man's Sky, Among Us, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Demio, Firewall Ultra, The Dark Pictures Switchback VR, Crossfire Sierra Squad, The Light Brigade, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Pistol Whip VR, 
Cities VR, Enhanced Edition, Cosmonius High, Zenith The Last City, Tentacular, After the Fall, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, Distorium VR, Affected the Asylum, Do Not Open, and The Exorcist Legion VR Sin. Don't even know what the fuck that is, but I'm going to put my finger up. because So I've got eight <laughs> at the moment, and only one of them is like absolute must, and that's Horizon. Obviously, I want to play Resident Evil 4 in VR. You know what yeah. I mean? If I'm going to do it in VR, but... Yeah, oh, definitely. Actually, I mean, out of all those games, probably like Village as well. Village is definitely mm-hmm. have to be done if they're going to up the graphics and you know the experience. Um, I'm, I'm, the Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I don't believe I've seen any of that. Uh, they showed a trailer yet. at the last State of Play, but um, a lot okay. of people were saying that oh, they should have announced the price and shown these games in a State of Play. But I think people would have, if there was ever going to be a State of Play where people's expectations would have gone through the roof, it would have been this one yeah. because we would have been waiting for new VR like experiences similar to Horizon but they're still in development. We would have been waiting for the Half-Life Alex announcement mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been there. And then everyone would have been shell-shocked at the price. So then it would have been a really bad state of play. So Sony was, they knew, <laughs> they, they knew, knew straight away. That's why they just did it in yeah. a blog post. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, good idea. Uh, well, there's a lot more VR coming. I will add that pistol whip VR to the list though. I mean, after checking that video out, it looks freaking awesome, man. Exactly. <laughs> super hot yeah, yeah, on yeah. movement. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Super hot on steroids, man. So uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Well, speaking of being ready for VR, mate, a lot of people were ready for the next game, but we just didn't realise how many. Number two. Yeah. Now, listeners, uh, we all knew that Modern Warfare was going to have a big launch, but I don't think anyone thought it was going to be this big. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is officially the fastest selling Call of Duty game of all time. Allow me to detail what the game achieved. Sony announced to Twitter that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has recorded the biggest PlayStation Store launch of all time for a Call of Duty game, including pre orders and day one sales. Activision, as announced by Infinity Ward developed shooter, drummed up a 800 million sell through in three days. Uh, this was not only gives Call of Duty the franchise's biggest opening weekend, but also surpasses combined box office efforts of Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, really, uh, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, so in comparison to previous card games, uh, Modern Warfare 2 in 2009 had uh, 550 mil in the first five days. Modern Warfare 3 in 2011 had 775 mil in the first five days. Modern Warfare 2019 edition had over 600 mil in the first three days. And Modern Warfare 2, as we just said, 2022, over 800 mil in the first three days. Uh, Now, Card Modern Warfare 2 is on Steam, has already broken the series records for concurrent players on its first day. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 hit a high of 238,522 players during its first hour of launch. Wow, wow, wow. Come on, talk to me. Is this what well, I was expected? Did you realize it was going to be this big? What is on your I mind? I knew, well, Demi's going to go over the breakdown compared to Vanguard later in the charts in the episode. So you're going to hear a lot more COD numbers later. But I mean, I knew it was going to be big. I didn't realize it was going to be the fastest selling Call of Duty of all time. But, but the big reason for it was Warzone 2. You know, people were excited for it. And you can see now why Microsoft want to buy Activision. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's how big Call of Duty is. Now, Sony said it's the biggest uh, PlayStation Store launch of all time for a Call of Duty game. It actually puts it number two. 
all-time really? biggest PlayStation Store launch. Number one is Alex's favorite, Grand Theft Auto. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Just speaking of that, it. Modern Warfare 2 2022, over 800 million in its first three days, only trails one game. Grand Theft which is... Auto, which took a billion <laughs> in its opening weekend. It's billion. Know, it took a billion. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, yeah, people love the games. GTA, like, the fact that you can take Doctor Strange's opening weekend, add it to Top Gun Maverick's opening weekend, and it still yeah. falls behind Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. You know what I mean? That shows you how big the game is. You can probably... It's, it took yes. more money than Spider-Man did in the same amount of time. So that shows you... This is the video game equivalent of Endgame in terms yeah. of revenue. You know what I mean? Um, but well, even more so. I mean, come on, this is exactly. the first three days... This is insane. This is absolutely insane. I it's mean, crazy. Like most, most of these blockbusters did it over a period of, what, 48, 48 days, you know, two months to reach mm. that number in the first three days. I mean, what's it going to look like in the next month? You know, two months. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, this is ridiculous. Definitely. And what will be interesting is will it, when we get to, when we read out the October, well, let's say not October, because it'll only be, well, it could be, when we get to the end, when we read October and November's charts, MPD charts, has it overtaken Elden Ring that fast? That will be really interesting, you know, to see if Modern Warfare 2 can claim the number one spot before the end on of the Modern year. Warfare 2. I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not surprised. It's uh, <laughs> it's massive. But um, All right. yeah, I, never, I knew, it. like I said, I knew it was going to be really, really big. I just did not think it would be that big. Okay. Well, it doesn't stop there. Sticking with card ranked play. Uh, will be rolling out uh, for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 in 2023. Uh, developer Treyarch has announced um, that the ramp play will be joined by a number of key features, including ranked skill divisions, visible skill ratings, um, a top 250 leaderboard, and a competitive rewards scheme. Um, and... <laughs> extra A's on the end uh, in the final bit of card news uh, you didn't think we could go an episode without mentioning Microsoft and Activision did you? Again? Uh, Xbox boss Phil again. Phil Spencer has revealed that the card franchise will remain on PlayStation as long as Sony has hardware available to ship to. Uh, this is by far the clearest indication that yet the multi-million selling first-person shooter series will be exclusive to PC and Xbox due to the planned Microsoft acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, Spencer did go on to say, we are not taking Call of Duty from PlayStation. That is not our intent. Our intent is not to do that. And as long as there is a PlayStation out there to ship to, our intent will be to continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, similar to what we've done with Minecraft, since we own that. Um, remember, uh, we've expanded in places where people can play Minecraft. Uh, we haven't reduced the places. And it's been good. It's been good for Minecraft community, in my opinion. Um, and what uh, we want to do the same when we think about Call of Duty. Uh, and where it can go over the years. So that is a good fair point. You know, Minecraft uh, is still selling buckets, even more so on the Nintendo let's Switch. Look at, than let's anything. look at the numbers, yeah. Uh, last year, Minecraft made $256 million, and we just said COD made 800 in three days. You know, really? <laughs> you can still see That's... why Sony are like, yeah, yeah, but Minecraft, you put all the features on Xbox first before it goes to all the other platforms, you know, whether it be like ray tracing or extra things or anything like that. 
that's fine for Minecraft because Minecraft is a is a continue. It's not a game. It's a platform, right? It's it's a live service. Minecraft is Minecraft is the equivalent of Fortnite. It's the equivalent of it's a, it's a platform that people go onto. You know, it's a world. You know what I mean? It's 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 what Facebook want with Meta. A metaverse. Minecraft is like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. COD is huge in terms of the trip. It's it's the Avengers thing. So if you turn around seven years from now basically when a new xbox and the ps6 come out and people are deciding and you're like call of duty get all the maps 30 minutes 30 days early on xbox before it comes to all the other platforms you go on xbox because you want all that shit early right and that is Mm -hmm. the case because that was the case why people were buying playstations that was the case why people were buying playstations for destiny that was the case why people bought 360 with gta 4 because they got the dlc 30 days early or a year early you know what i mean so these do play a part in it. And as we mentioned, all that money at play, whoever owns COD has the power, has the power. But yeah. he's changed his tune now. But I would say yeah. at the end of the day, if I was Jim Ryan now, but I like, put it in writing. Yeah. Well, put it in writing and we'll stand down because we still make 30%, but we'll, we'll stand down if you put it in writing. And just clarify, <laughs> I think I think they will do it. I think they'll just keep it on there because obviously the, the install base is with PlayStation, you know, so they'll be stupid to think that they can actually handle it like they did back in yesteryear with the 360. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a different level of playing field. There's a lot more um, gravitas towards the PlayStation market because there's so many enduring franchises like the Marvel franchises, you know? It's like mm. people would prefer to play FIFA, for example, on a PS5 than, or on a PlayStation device than uh, on anything else. And the same thing for card. It'd be nice to see what the split would be. And obviously we know it's going to be, you know, heavily favoured towards the PlayStation 5. So... Um, I think they have no choice, but like you're saying about, you know, the potential of Xbox Game Pass, you know, being the only way to play it, you know, now that's where it could get really interesting. That's, and that's, maybe that, that's maybe the that's the thing that nobody, that's the, I, I'm surprised. I mean, Phil Spencer's very smart. He knows he's very media trained. They're very yeah. selective who they do interviews with. And the interviewer probably has been told one or two things he's not allowed to say probably that being one of them because it's so blatantly mm-hmm. obvious and yet nobody asks him the question and anything mm-hmm. that teeters around it he already has a marketing spiel answer written ready for him to recite yeah. you know what i mean no i would just love it yet. for him to be live on a show floor and somebody say are you aiming to are, is your focus to get game pass on playstation and is that the only way people are going to be caught or are you actually talking disc and on the playstation mm-hmm. store ask him the question but no one will you know what i mean it's it's yeah, I really guess like we, i guess we're gonna have to do that and we'd have to get him onto the podcast so uh ladies and gentlemen <laughs> your big phil <laughs> check in let's talk about it why is it so shit on the talk. xbox let's talk <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was the big news from call of duty and obviously i'm sure your many fans and listeners have already got it what do you think of it let us know in the comment section below is it actually worth the money that you spent on it do you think it's worth that 800 million in three days and Will you stick with PlayStation if it does actually switch over to the Xbox? Let us know in the comment section. I'm going to Hello. keep these. I'm going to keep these fun transitions going. So we were talking about millions and millions of dollars there. Let's talk about oh, yeah. millions oh, yeah. of millions of dollars now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> I read this article in the New York Times about Sinead O'Connor that completely shattered my previously held beliefs. This is the kind of journalism I just didn't expect to really see. Talking about John Coltrane, one of my heroes, and Gustavo Cerati, you know, one of the most iconic rock stars in Latin America. I listened to this episode of The Daily, and I thought it was doing a good job trying to explain the French point of view. It's made me a lot more thoughtful in trying to look at different perspectives. My father 
together. We don't agree, but I often text him articles and we'll discuss it later. The New York Times is my doorway. It's my connection to the world. My name is Marco. I'm Jordan. Vera. Victoire. I've been a subscriber of the New York Times for six years. 21 years. From the time I was a child. The New York Times for me is about the joy of uncovering something new in the world. Find out how the New York Times can fit into your life at nytimes.com slash life. Hello, everyone. I have a question for you. Did you know that we have a second PlayStation show called Latest PSX? No? Well, I have news for you. This show is exclusive to Patreon and we have new shows every single week. Over there, we deep dive into news topics, predict large shows, discuss sales numbers and much more. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, I highly suggest that you become a patron, support the show and gain access to latest PSX every week. All right, we're back and we're laughing because the transition was perfect. Number three. Sony Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced during its latest earnings call that PS5 shipments have now reached 25 million units worldwide. A total of 3.3 million PS5s were moved during the three-month period ended September 30th, 2022, matching the same amount of consoles it moved last year during this period. PS5 sales now stand at 5.7 million for the first half of the financial year 2022. And now that console manufacturing has sped up, Sony believes it will be able to hit its 18 million target for the end of the current fiscal year. The mm-hmm. hardware manufacturer said that PS5 sales were progressing well and that it was able now able to manufacture 6.5 million consoles during Q2. That is a lot. Yes. Sony says PS5 production is progressing faster than planned and supply should continue to improve. Statistically, 100,000 PS5 consoles sell out in average every of 17 and a half hours in the US, Sony says, citing continuous strong demand. So, Alex, it's been a slow 2022 because of like manufacturing, but now they're saying, look, we've we've done, we spoke about it weeks ago that they've done that they've manufactured six and a half million now for the end between now and the end of the year. So they're gonna go up. At the fact that they're at 5.7 for half of the year. Now they're going to end. They were talking about ending the year at 18. They're going to flood the market. We were waiting for it. It's like you need a certain game to do it. I wonder what's coming out recently. Coming yeah, out yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It escapes me. But yeah, I mean, they've managed to secure all the resources. That's good. And it's nice to see that the, the shortage for these semiconductors is actually lessening now. So uh, mm, that's definitely. good to hear. Uh, monthly active users, uh, MAUs on PSN is at 102 million. So it's 102 million active users monthly on the PlayStation Network. Mm -hmm. There are 45.4 million PlayStation Plus subscribers as of September 30th, 2022, which is down 1.8 million from the 47.2 million subscribers during the same period the previous fiscal year. However, despite the decline in subscribers, Sony's network services revenue, which encompasses PlayStation Plus and advertising, but not game purchases or add-on content, actually increased by 10% from 106 billion yen to 116 billion yen, which represents its best performance to date for a quarter. That includes Christmas quarters and everything. That means Sony's gaming division is making more money per subscriber than it was before, potentially reflecting the uptake of the more expensive subscription tiers introduced by PlayStation Plus, something we spoke about months and months ago about how that was going to be a knock-on effect Mm -hmm. on that one. 
Asked about the decline in an earnings call on Tuesday, Sony's CFO Hiroki Totoki blamed declining third-party game and PlayStation 4 sales and more people going outdoors. The exec said he expects subscriber numbers to recover during the company's next quarter, partly due to the impact of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which we've seen now with Warzone 2 and God of War Ragnarok. PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 software combined sold 62.5 million units during the three months ending September the 30th, 2022, which is down 13.9 million from the 76.4 million software sold during the same period the previous fiscal year. That year obviously had big games in there as well. 6.7 million units were first-party titles, which is down 900,000 from the 7.6 million sold during the same period the fiscal year. 63% of software sales were full-game software digital downloads compared to 62%. So in one year, Alex, it only grew 1%. That growth that we've seen crazily declined a little bit. But this is obviously covering uh, the summer month, you know, July, August, September. So we always see that dip during that because people are going on holidays, especially after the COVID lockdown, subscriber numbers went down. Nothing comes out in the summer. It's been a drought, an absolute Mm -hmm. drought. But it's good to see people still playing games. You know what I mean? They are playing games and we can see Sony ramping up for the holiday season. So that's probably the reason why they've just been uh, very strategic with where they've been releasing their consoles around the world. And it seems like they've been holding a massive hoard of them mm. <laughs> ready and for you, the season. And, it, and this shows you why Sony have stopped talking in the summer and stopped showing things in the summer now, because what's the point? Everybody, you're going to get the news. <clears throat> oh, I'm really excited, excited and hyped about it, but there's nothing there. Like, you know, the there's fact that there was no yeah, AAA yeah. big releases quiet. in the summer and, yeah. you know, we're now coming into that time and they've talked about it. You, you've got FIFA 23 out. You've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 out now. You've got God of War coming out now. You've got Football Manager hey, um, yeah. coming out. So you've got these games all coming out now. Um, so it should be a good time. But... And it's going to look great on the figures as well, the financials, when we see them next year, when they say that the, uh, the increase yeah. well, in Well, I can't wait to see when they say, when they games. talk about October, November, mm. December numbers in yeah. January. That would be amazing. But Alex, I mean, yeah. 6.7 million first-party titles. Speaking of first-party titles, you have uh, some news on a certain first-party IP to bring oh, us. Nice. Alex, these transitions are going from oh! strength to strength. Okay, so PlayStation's <laughs> focus on adapting its biggest IPs into films and TV shows has been met mostly with caution, but one property has been able to get more fans excited than any other, and we finally know when it will premiere. Oh my god, I can't wait to even announce this. <laughs> this is really good. HBO's The Last of Us will first air on January 15th 2023. Oh, yes! I can't wait, man. I seriously can't wait. I need a time machine. Uh, it was announced on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, the announcement came with a brand new poster for the show with Ellie and Joel off in the distance walking through a city. Which How do you feel, mate? How do you feel? Sick. I mean, it looks like the it looks like a game cover. You know what I mean? That could easily be like either a movie or a game cover if they're making. They should have put that on the front of uh, Last of Us Part One. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, we're there now. We have the date again. We called it right on this show. We were both saying early 2023. Uh, I actually, yeah. I think I actually said end of Jan, Feb, and you said January. So yeah, you were pretty yeah. much like, spot yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah, we like both we had yeah, to be first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if that is right, and there is no break, like a you know, like a three or four week, two week break, or like mid season. Mm-hmm. That puts the finale first week of March. <laughs> yeah. 
for the first three months, yeah, yeah. Which is just coincides, you know, obviously with the PSVR 2 launch as well, so they can all tie it all in. Just look at this, man. I mean, this is like pure marketing orchestration at its best. Uh, also, when is it, Dog, I can imagine they, they'll be like a week before the finale. Oh, we've got a state of play coming out. It's just dedicated oh, to yeah. factions. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they can make it work. Um, Naughty Dog also announced that the new game, Last of Us franchise, um, but it will probably be more of a 2D game. Um, Sorry, very probably more like ah, I've just lost my words, ladies and gentlemen. I'm too excited. Start again. Naughty Dog has announced a new game in the Last of Us franchise, but it's probably going to be a 2D game. Uh, a new board game based on the Last of Us has been revealed, developed by uh, Fiendborn, uh, the same team behind the popular Escape the Dark series. Uh, the Last of Us Escape the Dark will be a new take on the world of the Last of Us. Uh, set in its universe. It's still Joel and Ellie's adventure, but in a way players have never seen it before. Now, Escape the Dark series, I'm not really too familiar with it. Is this any I'm good? Not a nerd. I don't play board games. <laughs> unless he it's Monopoly. Nerd. He does play board games. <laughs> unless it's Monopoly. Unless it's Last of Us money, Monopoly. Pay for money. <laughs> I want that Last of Us Monopoly. Yeah, that's what well, I look want. at this one. It's nice to see that they're actually expanding the franchise, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously, like you said about factions and now potentially this, they want to create a Last of Us, a Last of Us of Us. How do you say that? A Last of Universe, you know? So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they're going to, uh, you know, just push it out to the max, really, and get as much attention to it as possible. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, but yeah, speaking. Of, uh... <laughs> well, at least one game got a, at least one at least one IP got an official premiere date because one oh, game yeah. got a date and it got delayed. Oh, oh break! No. <laughs> I read this article in the New York Times about Sinead O'Connor that completely shattered my previously held beliefs. This is the kind of journalism I just didn't expect to really see. Talking about John Coltrane, one of my heroes, and Gustavo Cerati, you know, one of the most iconic rock stars in Latin America. I listened to this episode of The Daily, and I thought it was doing a good job trying to explain the French point of view. It's made me a lot more thoughtful in trying to look at different perspectives. My father, we don't agree, but I often text him articles and we'll discuss it later. The New York Times is my doorway. It's my connection to the world. My name is Marco. I'm Jordan. Vera. Victoire. I've been a subscriber of the New York Times for six years. 21 years. From the time I was a child. The New York Times for me is about the joy of uncovering something new in the world. Find out how the New York Times can fit into your life at nytimes.com slash life. Wait. <laughs> All right. You got five on it, people. Number five. Mm-hmm. Football manager to and I I put the fucking news in and I'm talking football manager. I don't care what you <laughs> Americans think. Soccer manager, that's what you call it. Soccer football man. manager. Is that what it's called over there? It's not called that, is it? No, it's called football manager. I don't even I think it's over there hardly half the time. <laughs> uh, football manager 2023 on PS5 has been delayed with no new date in sight. Go fuck yourself, universe. <laughs> we will <laughs> all everybody listening, including Alex, would happily let the Last of Us TV show delay. For football manager to hit the date. Come on. Lies. No, you wouldn't. Football manager Fake 2023 <laughs> was originally meant to be releasing on PS5 on November 8th, 2022, but just six days before that could happen, Sega and Sports Interactive have delayed the launch with no new release date in sight. It's a last minute delay, and according to Sports Interactive, the cause comes from unforeseen complications which have arisen during the submissions and approvals process. Definitely not what any developer wants, and the statement from Sports Interactive really does display its disappointment. 
We're devastated by this outcome, which we have worked tirelessly with our partner for a number of weeks to try to address. It was especially difficult to make the decision to delay as it involves holding back a game which a number of talented people within Sports Interactive have worked tremendously hard on for quite some time. We will continue to do everything in our power to get this game into the hands of PlayStation 5 gamers as soon as we can. Now, what makes this interesting, Alex, is that it's still coming out on all of the platforms and the fact that the delay came during the submissions and approvals process means Sony had something to say or they weren't happy with something and now Sports Interactive have to sort it out. The only thing I can see realistically is that there's a problem with fucking trophies or something like that, or something is broke to fuck that. Because (laughs) the only to go through submissions and approval, you Mm -hmm. internally are happy with the product, right? Yeah. And you've sent it for approval. It's been approved on PC, it's been approved for mobiles, it's been approved for Xbox, it's been approved for everything, right? Mm-hmm. except the playstation version which means that what is in the playstation version because let's be honest until you get 85 percent of development of these games are on pc before they move to xbox and playstation and shit like that right yeah so what you got to look at what are the differences between playstation and other formats for it to be delayed and the biggest thing is okay is it something to do with the controller is it something to do with trophies is, is, is it break is there a game breaking bug in there or something like that but mm-hmm. am i devastated Am I hurt that it's delayed? Yes. Am I absolutely devastated and heartbroken? Not really, because it was coming out a day before God of War and it wouldn't have been played anyway. You know? <laughs> so I'm going to finish God point, of War first. Point to be made. So so is that, is that the reason why they just said, no, don't put it on the PS5? Yeah, yeah may, 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 maybe. Maybe Sony just turned around yeah, and said, listen, maybe. we don't it. want your game to die or Sports Interactive yeah. are like, yeah, shit, God of War's out the day after. Yeah, Forget yeah, exactly. it. We'll, 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 we'll delay back, Come on. <laughs> we'll delay, we'll delay for some move. other reason. Yeah, definitely. And I think all, all EA Sports is like, no, 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 no other football game is going to touch that console. Yeah. <laughs> and now, listeners, you're probably biggest. thinking, why are they talking about Football Manager? you got to understand Football Manager is one of Sega's biggest IPs. It's in their list of best-selling franchises of all time where they put Sonic at 1.5 billion because they count free-to-play because they're dumb. But <laughs> it's the first version of it coming to PlayStation since, obviously, Football Manager 2014 on the handhelds. So wow. it was a big point. To finally be coming, so to be delayed is shit. But God of War is coming out, so don't worry about it, Alex. We go from a game that's been delayed to a game that is rumored, you know, to be coming out soon. Hit me with number six. Uh, that was okay. That was six out of ten transition. <laughs> I didn't transition that one. I was just trying to move it along. There was no way to transition from football manager to this one. How you gonna do this? Maybe the EA launch, but anyway. So what's um, going EA Sports, or from EA Sports to E Electronic Arts, and they will launch a major new game during the period uh, January March, sorry, between January and March 2023, uh, prompting speculation that the title may be Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, as previously reported on the show, the next chapter in the Star Wars franchise supposedly coming out in March, which would tie in neatly with EA's plans to launch a game before April next year. While the identity is hasn't been um, officially confirmed, we know it's not Dead Space remake, uh, EA Sports PGA Golf Tour, uh, Wild Hearts, or Super Mega Baseball, as they have all release dates. Uh, but uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is currently in development for the PS5, PC, Xbox series. Uh, this game's director uh, revealed earlier this year that the Survivor will feature ray tracing, with the development team also digging into haptic feedback on the PlayStation 5. Oh, yes. So, how do you feel about that, man? 
because I know that you're a massive Star Wars fan. Uh, no, not really, but I enjoy the Star Wars universe. <laughs> but I just thought ray tracing, yeah, and I just pictured the lightsaber <clears throat> reflecting off things, and I thought, yo, that's going to be pretty cool. This game's going to ruin it at ten nice. frames per second. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're all a light thing that's going to come up in Star Wars. But then you think if they can nail it, and you think about all the lights, whether it be from the sabers or the you know the t- the phases and things like that that you know that reflect light, it'll be really really interesting to see. Yeah how they can pull it off without affecting the frame rate in a big way. But yeah, I think it is going to be Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I think the only reason they're not announcing it yet is it's at that if it is that game, it's at a crucial stage of development where it's going to make or break the date. Yeah. And Respawn have a lot of say. They're the EA's crown jewel now. You know what I mean? They're the critical darlings. So if they don't think the game is ready, they're going to tell EA the game is not ready. EA can't do anything about it. So... um. Yeah, I'm excited just to see because I really enjoyed the first Star Wars game. Fallen um, Order. Fallen Order was Fallen Order, yeah. It was a really good game. A bit long in the tooth, but it was still a great game. And it was nice that it was yeah. story driven. So <clears throat> I really can't yeah. wait to see how they do the second game. Um, but yeah, we'll just wait and see what it is. We've got yeah. loads of games between now and then. So we're all excited. We have. We have. God of War. Well, that was the news. Oh, yeah, let's, head over to De- <laughs> let's head over to Derry for the UK charts of last week, but also the cards figures. Over to you, Debbie. Okay, guys, it's time for the UK sales charts for this week. As always, we're just going to jump straight into it. So at number 10, we have Lego Star Wars with Splatoon 3 at number 9. At number 8 is Switch Sports with Mario and Rabbids at number 7. Now at number 6, which was last week's number 4, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Now, Persona 5 Royal, which was released last week, drops from number 6 to number 15 after a 61% sales slip last week's a plague tale requiem has dropped out of the top 40 altogether Mm, interesting at number five which was last week's number two is gotham knights at number four is horizon forbidden west at number three is a new entry. We have Bayonetta 3. And at number two, which was last week's number one, is FIFA 23. The EA football game continues to trend slightly ahead of its predecessor in terms of box sales by just over 7,000 copies. And at number one, we have a new entry. It is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So Call of Duty posted a far better week at physical retail than last year's disappointing Call of Duty Vanguard. Sales of the new title are 42% up compared to Vanguard and nearly 9% up over Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War from 2020. PlayStation formats accounted for 71% of all sales with 53% on PS5 and 18% coming on PS4. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is the third biggest physical release of the year behind FIFA 22 and Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's it. Short and sweet. Um, Let's head over to the boys or some random ad. I don't know. Can you guess what comes next? Let's find out. Okay. In other sales news, speaking during its latest um, financial report or fiscal report, Sony Interactive Entertainment announced that God of War 2018 has now sold over 23 million units worldwide across PS4 and PC. Big numbers, big news, and exactly what you want to hear before the release of the sequel, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, God of War 2018 is one of those games that we spoke about it. It transcended the industry. Like, before dodgy, or let's not say dodgy, before questionable Metacritic 
people started putting in their review scores, it was at like 90, it started at 99 in the first 20, then it went down to 98 by 50. To be at 98 after 50 reviews is crazy. And then your questionable ones start coming in. You know, um, God of War is in a very special league that is only currently held, has company with the likes of Zelda, Mario, Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, Last of Us games. You know, there's not that many games that reach this league, you know. And when we mean that, we don't mean just one game. It's like the franchise as a whole does really, really well. You know, to have God of War... You know what I mean? Well, mm. used to be COD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COD mm. will take the sales over the, the critical acclaim, right? But mm. God of War is like, it is like a Zelda game. Uh, it is like a Rockstar game. Is It comes out to win awards, you know. And as I said, we're waiting for the reviews, which are out in like three hours. So we'll see <laughs> what the reviews are. But early estimations, a little bit of leaks are coming out that there's 10 out of 10s everywhere. And some people... Uh, there's a I saw a tweet on there. Some feedback people saying it, 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 it's super hard. Some people saying it's uh, it's between Elden Ring and God of War for Game of the Year. Some said it is Game of the Year. One person said Sony have released a Microsoft Quadruple A game. That's a joke when Microsoft did a Quadruple <laughs> A thing, which still hasn't seen the day of light. You know what I mean? But yeah, 23 million units for a single player narrative driven game. No multiplayer mode. Nothing silly like that. It's just a story. Mm-hmm very combat driven very hard with the valkyries and stuff so to sell that many uh is massive but alex the chart horizon is rising up it just does not leave these charts does it, it? doesn't leave and i'm sure it'll be right back at the top spot especially when all this fanfare about god of wars has uh, died down well it's just going to be one of those speaking of that titles, alex fifa did not hold on for the fourth week so we now have no game that has been number one for four weeks for COD to do it now, it's got to hold off God of War, which it should do because it's still it's its not second week. Hold off God of War. You've got to remember, God of War single platform. COD is multi-platform, yeah. so I still think COD still, will be number one next week. But still. it's going to be mad now because this is the time of year where FIFA and COD alternate, and FIFA tends to stay out on top. But obviously, word of mouth on Modern Warfare Two has been very positive. There's going to be a lot of sales promotions and things like that. So. Um, I'll tell you what, it's a really impressive though, number three with Bayonetta 3 for the Nintendo mm. Switch. Single I'm going to call it now. Number three. I'm going to call it now. Let me just say, Alex, I'm going to call it now. Include. Bayonetta 3 is going to do what we now call the emblem move, where it charts the first week and then completely falls out the top 10 the next week. There will Probably be will. no Bayonetta 3 next week. <laughs> but like, put it this way. Remember this. Yeah, put it this way. Yeah, Bayonetta 3 is this week's number three in the, well, the UK charts, number three, right? That is on one console, yeah, and these figures only include physical sales, so you have no Again, idea what they what have we in say, digital. What Compared we always to say, card, we already know we got both physical and digital. The, the, the Nintendo raids once know. again as the no. greatest console L- Listeners in the world. agree with me on this. If you're, if you're too scared, you know that, and I say this for the fifth time again in this, like, fucking 117 episodes. If a tree falls to. and you're not around to hear it, did it fall? Right? If your digital sales are not included, it fell. did it sell? Did it <laughs> yes, sell? It yeah, no. Sell. There's a reason because why Nintendo don't do their digital sales because they're fucking bollocks. Yeah, they're probably yeah, because they know, the they know exactly what they're have Nintendo the online. Yeah? You know, the 11 people that have Nintendo online. What was it the, the last thing? I think I remember seeing it that it's in single digits, like the Switch and store base to people who have an online subscription, like 
account with Nintendo is like in the single percentage digit. Like, like, those facts don't even fact. <laughs> all, okay, <laughs> let's add. Let's uh, let's say the fourteen people who play online on Nintendo bought <laughs> okay. Bayonetta. Well, considering, freeze. considering, you know what I mean? Yeah, the ratio between digital to physical on the Nintendo Switch is pretty much 50-50. In fact, it's slightly more on the digital side, as is the trend with all consoles. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so, Alex is talking about a machine that came out in twenty fifteen, so, and they're so lazy hey, they won't hey, release a new on, one. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, hey. You go and play. It's still smashing. Okay, it. listen, even an old school let me system like that is a let number three. Like, come let on. me rewind. I'm gonna call it. Shall we? FIFA, I'm telling you now. Multiplayer. Bayonetta Duty, three. Multiplayer. Will not be. <laughs> will not be in the top ten next week. <laughs> Bayonetta three will not be in the ten. The only games that ever chart for Nintendo are bundled fucking Probably. games. I'm telling you. And Bayonetta Probably. three will not be in the. Yeah. If it's in this chart next week, I will be shocked. If it is at best, it's going to be nine or ten. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, it. it. It will, it will drop. It will drop. But, uh, but yeah, but it's it's really amazing for them to actually be in the number three spot this week. Anyway, like we so, especially when you put say, those figures of eight hundred mil from Cud. No, Bayonetta did not hey, even make that. Hey, but oh, all I'm going to say well, is we this: don't know, right? Now. We don't know. Shut we'll up, see the figures. <laughs> I think in 2022. God you know of War saying? just hit 23 mil, yeah? Like, Nintendo got games do that on a regular. You no, know, they that's don't. What, that's no, they don't. We went 10. over this last time. Oh, do we need we to went over this figures? last time. Do we need to we'll, uh, next week, ladies and gentlemen, next week, we're going to do a latest PS5 episode. <laughs> and we're going to show that only two or three Nintendo games hit the heights of those numbers. And the rest drop. About, there is a big gap. Next week, listeners, I'm going to open the fucking show. All right, listen, I'm hosting the show next week. Next week, I'm a, I'm not even going to say good evening. I'm just going to start straight into the show. I'm not even introducing him. I'm going straight. I'm going to mute this geezer so he can't say anything. And then I'm going to move on to the story. Oh, yeah. All exactly. right. You want to mute the facts? That's up to you, man. <laughs> move on. <laughs> cool. Okay. Let's pass it over to Demi for this week's game rec- recommendation, uh, which you can find the trailer and more details in the description below. Okay guys, so after two weeks of third-person horrors and recommendations that are yet to be released, this week I'm recommending a game that is of a completely different genre and available now. This week, let me tell you about the RPG adventure I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. At the heart of this sprawling sci-fi narrative sits you, a child born on board one of the first colony ships to escape a decimated Earth. You land on a remote planet on your 10th birthday and this is where the game begins. You'll be living your new life by completing daily tasks and filling your downtime with various games and activities. There are hundreds of encounters to discover, each brimming with compelling character-driven dialogue and beautiful illustrations. Your choices throughout the game will affect your character stats, which in turn change the options available to you in story encounters. Think Mass Effect's Paragon or Renegade Choices. Characters are deep, with complex motivations that shape the story in wholly unexpected ways. This game has countless possible endings and an array of romance options. It's actually impossible to scratch the narrative surface in this episode alone. I Was a Teenage Exocolonist is available now on PS5 and PS4, developed by Northway Games and recommended by yours truly. You can find the trailer in the podcast description. Up to you, Demi. Okay, it is that time again where we respond to your questions. Remember, you can always send your questions to us via DM on Twitter at LatestPS5 or you can always email the latestps 5 at gmail.com. This information is always detailed in the description of each episode. 
First up, we have Helena from Washington, D.C. She has quite a bit to say, so buckle in, guys. She says, hey, latest PS5 team. The recent USA Today interview with actress Bella Ramsey raises an important question in this new era of cross-media with movies, video games, and TV. Should the actors involved play the video game their shows or movies are based on, or is it enough for the showrunners to be the only ones to be familiar with the source material? In the case of Halo, nobody involved seemed to care about the video games and likely suffer because of it. In the case of The Witcher, arguably the strongest performance in the entire show comes from Henry Cavill, who's notoriously a Witcher fan. And it's well known his performance was influenced by the books and Witcher 3. The Last of Us is still unproven, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. <sighs> in response to your question, I feel like I've got a bit of a controversial opinion. And I feel like I'm going to get mixed reviews for this. Um, but no, I do not think the actors should even be knowledgeable of the game or especially the actor that they should be betraying. And I'm going to explain why. So coming from an acting specialist, if you will, as an actor, you'd go in and obviously you'll receive the director's notes. Now, the director would have already done the research. They know the game very, very, very well and the character very well. And they will know exactly how that character um would be portrayed and if you as an actor if you played the game and you saw this character you'd almost put yourself in kind of a box as to how you should portray it and I think going in with more of a blank slate you have the freedom to add your own raw reactions and your responses and that human flair if you will really personifying the character bringing it to life because if you think about it games and movies tv shows they're completely different ball games the co production value is completely different and as a tv show i think the last of us will be a lot different to the actual game it will be a lot more and I feel like the characters do not need to be identical to what you have seen in a digitalized creation made years and years ago there will be changes and I feel like we can appreciate those differences because it doesn't have to be the same <laughs> I hope that makes sense um I hope you don't hate me Let's head over to the boys for their thoughts. All right, Alex, I'm going straight to you on this one because uh, yeah. Last of Us is Obviously. your baby and now it you're is. hearing that Bella Ramsey hasn't even played it. She's not played the goddamn game. <laughs> That's just absolutely ridiculous. Man. Great question, like... Helena, by the way. Absolutely tremendous question, Helena. It is, it is. All right, then put it this way. Yeah, if you went into a restaurant, yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy or anything, and you ask for a burger, something as basic as a burger, would you rather have a chef who's had a burger, who knows how to then cook it, or would you rather have a chef who's never tried a burger to then try and cook a burger? Which burger would taste better? So what we're saying is we're using burgers as an analogy burgers, for actors. Yeah. Burgers for actors <laughs> or trying out anything. The point is, I mean, I, I can experience... see that. I can see that. I can see the argument to both sides of it because you can see there, Henry Cavill is a huge Witcher fan, as she mentions in the question, and yeah, he na he nails his role in the Witcher series, right? He gets it. He understands. He knows how the character needs to be. He uses a lot of influences from the books and the Witcher three. At the same time, I think what would have worried me is if. Bella Ramsey had played The Last of Us 
does she deliberately try and act like Ellie or and then we compare it too much or do we know that okay she isn't and it's her own style belly because Pedro Pascal even in the trailer that's come out looks like he's nailing it and I don't think he's played the game you know what I mean and I don't want him trying to put on he Joel's accent but he's but he's actually seen his uh, I think his nephew's played in something so he's actually got something to pull from you know some sort I'm sure she's seen from. stuff I'm sure she's seen seen stuff but at the <clears> same time it's kind of cool because it's a completely different medium I think if they were motion capturing I'd be worried and if it was for Last of Us Part 3 but it's a different medium it's a different take on the original game with different actors and stuff. I think the role of Ellie is so, it's going to be very similar what she pulls off because it's hard. She's not going to be comedic. I think the one thing that she's going to make different is if you play the game one, Ellie's very, she's overexcited. She wants to be a part of the group, uh, but she's got that comedic side with the jokes. She's still just, there's flashes of her just being a kid. And I think you're automatically going to get that from Bella Ramsey anyway. You know what I mean? I think if she spends a whole season being Marty, moody and stuff like that, then, yeah, you've missed one of the things that made people love Ellie, which is that comedy, innocent side to her, which comes out in flashes throughout the game. But she's a badass bitch as well. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of trust with Bella Ramsey from the directors. I trust the directors. Like I think yeah. if Neil Druckmann wasn't involved, I'd be worried. But the fact that it was Neil Druckmann himself who told her not to yeah. play the game, I've got a lot more trust in that decision. I think you do it, but for me, I think you do it on a case-by-case basis. Like Metal Gear Solid, you kind of need to play the game to see what Snake is like, to portray Snake. You know what I mean? Um, even if you were to make... Uh, a Mar- the Mario film. Chris Pratt's had to have played Mario. You need to understand Mario's to 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 play him. You know, even though this is like a motion capture, but to get the voicing right and stuff. So, in this case, because Neil Druckmann trusts her, I trust her. You know, <laughs> and the actress who actually played Ellie is on set anyway because she's got a part in the program, hasn't she? So. Yeah, that's, no, that's really good. No, I think I think what you say is right. You know, um, but at the same time. It's a confidence builder. It, it is all down. It edit. is all down to Neil. Yeah, the fact that Neil Druckmann's actually a part of the project makes sense. But um, but no, man. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you are playing the character, you should really have some experience in terms of what the character's highs and lows are, so you can actually resemble the character. Why is you going to have like a, you know, when you just get like one of those season three recasts of, of 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 loved characters, and it just doesn't really have the same tone. But at the same time, I guess that kind of um, echoes with what Neil Druckmann kind of hinted to with the remake of uh, Last of Us, you know, part one, how they actually changed Ellie, yeah, for the mm. uh, for the remake. They made her a lot more, uh, a little bit more grown up. You mean, obviously, they worked on the facial animation and everything. There were certain elements that they had to improve upon Ellie, which kind of indicates to me that, yeah, they weren't really happy with how Ellie was, you know, in terms of the transition from the first game to the second game. And they wanted to make sure that there was a bit more of a, a connection between the two characters. And hope, and maybe that's what the direction that he's going through now. 
he didn't he wasn't really too 100% happy with the first iteration of her so he's kind of gone for a more mature or relaxed feel and they're going to try and uh, see how that pans out throughout the story but I think with um, a, an actor like you mentioned Pedro Pascal I mean he is a diamond actor you know what I mean in anything I mean he was in that Wonder Woman film and he actually made the film even he was the best bit in the film in it he was he was the film yeah and like that just shows that even when he knows he's been given a cheesy ass script he can actually make it seem as unless well at least his um, parts um, seem like they're on point and and that hopefully will translate to all the rest of the actors who are interacting with him within the scenes that they all step up their game and hopefully that then translates to the story that Neil Druckmann uh, and the vision that they want to do uh, translating very well to the audience I mean some who I've known the franchise like myself and yourself and there's going to be some newcomers as well so uh, it's going to be interesting I'm curious I am curious but like you said Neil Druckmann said this is the way he wants it to be you know, he's a master at this, this shit. This is what he does. So I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah, definitely. Um, great, great question, Helena. Uh, question. Back over to you, Demi. Robert from Toronto, who says, Good afternoon, gentlemen. As I was entering my 50th, 50th hour with Elden Ring, my girlfriend checked in on me, took one look in and with a horrified gasp exclaimed, What in God's name are you doing with your hands? <laughs> perplexed i looked down at my dual sense controller and i was shocked to see myself playing the game in what professional fps gamers would call the claw formation in 25 plus years of gaming i don't believe i've ever strayed from the standard way of holding the controller but sometimes in my subconscious thought this was the only way to play elden ring i'm wondering have any of you ever changed the way you hold the controller to be successful in a specific type of game and if so do you mentally prepare yourself for what changes or does that come naturally thanks for all the content and stay well okay so the what the fuck part of the episode has come up here so we have a letter from robert <laughs> who's talking about claw formation i mean come on come on dude no 50 answer, hours no. of elden ring that's what i want to know like this i mean that would actually cause you some serious pain yeah we did again if that's the way you want to play fair enough you know do what you need to do but me <laughs> Low formation? Fuck that shit, man. I'm trying to think, though. Like, has there been a game where I hold a pad differently, like, playing the game? Like, the only thing that comes to mind is, like, the interrogation scenes in Metal Gear when you got to you got to put the pad down and you're just tapping it, like, absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Actually, you... yeah, that's a good point. And I'm, yeah, that but I'm is trying it. To but think that's no claw that... formation. That's just, like, pushing that button as, that button as fast as you can. No, because you know, I think... In a drill moment. Like, with Tekken, it's the D-pad, not the stick. And if you say you use the stick, you're not playing Tekken properly. So I don't feel it in Tekken. Um, football game, no. Shooter, no. Driving game. Nah, not really. I don't think I really play any game any differently. I think there's moments in games that you play differently. Like we just mentioned that. Like the interrogation scenes in Metal Gear or the... Um, the sections in Until Dawn or something where you got to put the pad down and not move it at all. You got to be really careful and mm. stuff like that. Maybe, maybe sections of games I'll hold the pad differently. And I do think to myself, I was like, oh god, here we go. You know what I mean? Um, but in terms of yeah, overall, I guess whenever it, yeah, whenever no, overall, definitely not. But like when it comes to like a point in the game where you do need like a rapid succession of buttons or you know entering that button like like in Metal Gear Solid, um, that's rare. 
But one time that does actually remind me of is um, like that shooter, what was it called? Time Crisis, you know, the arcade game, Time Crisis. Mm. Uh, either Time Crisis or even House of the Dead. You know, there's a point where you do actually get fatigued using that trigger finger, you know, killing all those zombies and ghosts and ghouls. So you, like, I have actually an occasion held the gun and just literally put my finger like horizontally and just moved it backwards and forwards, kind of like that. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's obviously because that's when you're playing it at a high level. You know what I mean? Obviously, when I play these games, it is obviously at a high level. You don't know anything about that, Sonny. But anyway, um, but you do, I that's mean, the only time. <laughs> I think of... the only two examples I have is yeah. um, <laughs> Dirt, when I went for the Platinum and I put the remote on the button just to let it go. <laughs> and I sent you the video just so the car would keep moving. So I got the Platinum trophy. And I think <laughs> when I hold the pad, I'm really concentrating. I think the only game where I'm just really lax and I'm kind of one handed sometimes, or sometimes I even put the pad down and just hold back is when I fight Alex in Tekken. So don't really oh, need to yeah. put that much yeah, effort yeah, in yeah. there. So uh, sometimes I just put up. the pad down and hold back. There was one point listeners <laughs> the other day where I actually stopped pressing anything and he still couldn't fucking hit me. <laughs> yeah, there was actually a point. We didn't figure out what the glitch was. It was a glitch and we are in I wasn't even holding with Bandai it. Namco <laughs> to find out what happened. <laughs> no, there was, okay, listeners, there's two things. One, I put the pad down and I was like, try and move on me. And I wasn't pressing a single thing and Alex still couldn't hit me. That's hilarious. But the second one is I'd miss a kick with a character and he wouldn't even throw a shot and I'd take damage for some weird reason. I'm like, what's happening here? And my character is like animating... Like she's getting hit, and I'm like, "What the fuck is she's having a spasm attack?" And I'm losing life on it. What the fuck is going That's on what here? Happens when you burst it, you're just gonna get like, cheat code. Get killed, I need to check my jewel set. <laughs> I think you might, you might have left the action replay cartridge in the fucking hey, USB anyway, port. Action anyway. replay, no, that's the in the, the USB port, right? <laughs> Robert, great question, actually. but you talk. need to understand, yeah, mate. Yeah. You cannot be playing Elden Ring for fucking fifty hours straight. Are you mad? Yeah, yeah, not like that anyway. I mean, definitely go check out, uh, seek help from a physiotherapist or a psychotherapist or <laughs> Mate, just like put your pad down. Shit, you know <laughs> <what> <laughs> that's, that's if you can release your hands for the, uh, from the pad. But yeah, well, well done. Uh, let us know how you feel about um, uh, Elden Ring after 50 hours. Is it actually worth it? Because yeah, myself, I haven't played it. I'm still waiting for that Ray Trace patch, which Sonny has been hyping up since release, even before waiting. the release. Waiting. Yeah, so uh, yeah, is it worth it? Let us know in the comment section below. But ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our relationship today. Uh, I'm sorry it's had to end this way, but don't worry, we'll be back next week uh, with more news. But in the meantime, do let us know your thoughts. Uh, we look, we want to see you press that subscribe button. Pow, pow, pow. Leave also a comment as well. Uh, and let us know what you thought about any of the stories today from the PSVR 2 launch date. The price, new games, are you going to be getting any? Do you think the price is actually too high, too low? Are you going to get two of them? Let us know. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the records. What are your thoughts about those? The Sony financials, they're finally here and they're looking good. And Football Manager Heartbreak, do you <gasps> share the pain with Sonny, as we've just heard? Uh, let us know in the comment section below. But from me and him, good night, y'all. In fact, before I say that, any last words? You do this every fucking week. Every <laughs> I week. I just sit there waiting, watching you, and I'm like, he's going to go straight to goodbye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You know put it back man it's like one of those marvel films isn't it you really have those little <laughs> ladies and gentlemen post credit scenes that's it let me just be serious on this goodbye be very careful this week on social media and the internet there will be and there is god of war spoilers on there and this is <laughs> definitely one of those games where it's an event where if you are into the story you finish your first game don't let it be spoiled for yourself because you'll never forgive yourself for it. You know? 
Like all these events, all like all these big games get leaked, man. What the hell's going on? I think like for Sony, I think it's mainly Sony games and like third party like EA and Activision because Microsoft A doesn't have any games to spoil, so you don't have to worry about that. Nintendo <laughs> are very particular on they had their leak as well, man. Yeah, but where they who they review they it, one. right? And I think you'll yeah. see a lot of leaks when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. You'll see leaks there yeah, now. Probably. But we're in a day and age where people don't give a shit that whether it'll just get like loads of video views or loads of like engagement on that post, they want to oh, leak it. That's a freaking moment. From man. Uh, even even the untouchable Grand Theft Auto finally leaked. So be very mm. careful this week. Please just just don't search for God of War. Just leave it. And if you haven't seen it already, just look for the God of War commercial with Ben Stiller. Oh, we didn't even talk about LeBron that today. James. That is so wow. funny. So good. <laughs> Check it out. We won't even spoil it for you. That is a treat from us to y'all. Uh, but definitely search for that trailer. That it's it's a brilliant advert. <laughs> ben Stiller. Just be aware, people, and be very careful. Do not look for God of War stories this week and just enjoy the game because by the time we come back to you, we will all be in North mythology. Yes. So until then, take care, boy.